Pure, authentic conversation. That's soulfully casual. So grab your favorite beverage, sit in your favorite chair. Here is your host, Maddie Ice. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Soulfully Casual podcast hosted by me, Maddie Ice. And this is, of course, a Maddie Ice Media Network production. Happy December, everybody. This is the first episode that I'm coming out with in December, mainly because I decided to take a little bit of time off. I've been putting so much work into this podcasting stuff for the last year plus, really the last year in 2021. And while it is a labor of love and I truly love every second that I pour into it, I also realize that as we wind down and come toward the holiday season that I need to make sure that I remain present. It's important that no matter what you're doing, no matter what kind of work that you are doing, and no matter what you are sinking yourself into, whether that's being a parent, whether that's your work, whether that's a hobby that you have, it could be podcasting, it could be anything, is to make sure that you stay present in the moment because so much of our time gets wasted in being buried and not realizing that we need to be present in the moment. And I have come to realize as the year is winding down and the big things that I have on tap that I want to get done in 2022, that it's important to take the time now and spend that time with my family and make sure that I'm fit, not just physically there, but mentally there as well. So for the month of December, I have some other projects that I'm going to be working on, one of which is my family, of course, but the other one uh, is a is a shoot off of what I do on the Drippin' Sports podcast. And for those of you who don't listen to that, this is not something for you. But I'm really trying to make sure that I don't overwhelm myself and my time with these projects. And I want to make sure that I can do everything with quality while also being able to juggle the responsibilities I have in my life. So I'm only going to be doing one episode a month for the month of December, but I'm going to make sure that they are fun. It's Christmas time, it's the season of giving, and I want to make sure that we have a good time as we get out of 2021 and come into 2022. But first, before we get there, of course, connect with me up on Instagram, Soulfully Casual Podcast is the way to do that. On Twitter, it's at Maddie S Media, and of course, check out MattySMedia.com for the other podcasts that we support. Big news, I'm hoping to add more podcasts in 2022, and as we go along in that year... We will, get to, we will get news out as it comes. But first of all, here we are. It's the last month of the year. And for most of us, the last month of the year signals the holiday season. In November, I wanted to focus on the idea of Thanksgiving because at the beginning of the month, I talked about how so many people are so anxious to get to Christmas. The Christmas season is very fun. There's so many things that go along with it that make it so unique throughout the year. It's really a holiday that has its own season. There's really not another holiday that feels that way. For the most part, we singularly celebrate these holidays on one day. We don't have an entire month dedicated to 4th of July. We don't have an entire month dedicated to to Valentine's Day. Even Thanksgiving, to an extent, we really don't spend the entire month of November celebrating it. Christmas is a little bit different. However, I felt as if Thanksgiving was a very, very important milestone on the journey to get to Christmas and that so many people want to celebrate Christmas because I truly believe, and this was a take that a friend of mine had, that people more like the buildup to Christmas than they do actually Christmas Day. And so Thanksgiving has a really valid place in this timeline because it's very important to realize what we have and it's really important to realize the things that we should be thankful for. Not everybody is thankful on Thanksgiving. Not everybody has the same as I do or even my neighbors do. But it's still important for me to go back into my life and look at what I have and be thankful for it. So I spent November talking about different groups of people that we all could help. 
different groups of people that are struggling in different ways because at the holiday season, we generally tend to look toward the homeless. We generally tend to look toward families that don't have enough. But even within the families that do have enough, the concept of having enough isn't just financially. It isn't just with food. Sometimes it's about mental sanity. Sometimes it's about having that companionship with somebody else, and that's all that we are looking for. So I tried to identify those folks, and I talked about suicide survivors, suicide victims, suicide prevention, caregivers. This time of year has got to be the hardest for caregivers, especially caregivers that have recently lost a loved one. And I talked about my aunt and having lost my mother and spent two years basically caring for her and and putting their lives on hold in a lot of ways. And so those are a group of people that I identified. At the end of the month, I talked about folks with ALS. And so as we get into December, December has the holiday of Christmas, and it certainly overlaps in terms of having Hanukkah. But what is the month of December? It's the month of giving. I think when we think about giving, we think about giving presents to other people. But I think the idea of giving isn't singularly exclusive to just the idea of Christmas. And I wanted to take today's episode to lay the groundwork for why Christmas is so important in the timeline. From a religious perspective, and that's not something that I necessarily subscribe to, but from a religious perspective, it is important that the birth of Christ is part of the lore of Christmas. It's really where it started for a lot of folks. And while it's not necessarily something that I subscribe to, it's something that I recognize and I make sure that I understand the foundation of where Christmas came from. And if you think about that, those religious roots that it has, right, the concept of giving, the three wise men showing up to the birth of Christ with frankincense, myrrh, and gold. And there is some kind of a funny uh, aside on that. If you think about putting spending limits on gifts that we do now, we, sometimes we do that in families. And if you, if you were the, 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 the wise men that showed up with frankincense and myrrh and that third person shows up with gold, you have to be so, so upset. But I think when we think about giving, you know, you come from Thanksgiving and you realize what you have and you've looked around your community, you've looked around your neighborhood and you realize and have identified people that maybe you can help. And now's the time to put your words and your thoughts into action. How can we actually help these folks? And I'm going to focus my time here on groups of the community, then ways that we can help our fellow man and woman in in terms of not having enough. And we're going to throw our fur babies in there. And we're going to start with the fur babies. So before I was a dad, I was a dad to a dog. Uh, When my wife and I got together, she had a dog. And that was the first time in my life that I had ever owned a dog. We were a cat family, but I wasn't necessarily against having a dog. It just wasn't something that I had had in my life. And over time, I began to love Poco. Poco is no longer with us, but the loss of Poco was so devastating, and I'm so happy that we had, I had we adopted Winston. And Winston became our son for in many ways. And because we got Winston at a time in which we were trying to have children and couldn't have children, uh, Winston came into our lives and distracted us enough to where we have our son now. And that is the one of the greatest gifts he has ever given us. Unfortunately, something like 7 million domesticated pets make it to shelters every single year in this country. And while there's a lot of success stories like mine in terms of adopting, rescuing pets, not all of them make it. A vast majority get euthanized, especially in certain states where they do euthanize these pets. And that's horrible. These shelters are at a loss for resources. They're doing what is considered a good thing by keeping these pets alive and trying to find them homes. And not every shelter is created equal, but there's a lot of shelters trying to do the right thing and do good work and keep these animals in a safe environment to where they can find them a good home. It's not too dissimilar, if you think about it, from foster parenting. 
And these, these, these shelters don't have a lot of resources. And so Operation Santa Paws, which happens between now and Christmas Eve, is a good initiative that is trying to give the resources to the shelters to help out. And what are we talking about here? We're talking about treats. We're talking about toys. Anything that can go toward a shelter to help them keep these animals as comfortable as possible this time of year and to help them continue throughout the entirety of the year. This has been going on since 2001, uh, but there's just so many ways that you can do it. Find a shelter nearby, donate to that shelter, whether it's your time, whether it's a material good, or whether it's some type of money that you know can go toward a good cause for that shelter, it will help out tremendously. And that's the way that we can help out our furry animal pets. So children are a huge, huge, huge part of what we're trying to do in December. Because Christmas, in my mind, has always been a very kid-centric holiday. As an adult, I still love Christmas, mainly because I love the idea of giving, and I love the warm feelings that come with Christmas. And I think that stems from the fact that when I was growing up, my parents didn't necessarily get get, get along the best all the time. They stayed together a lot longer for me, and that was a very noble thing, but they sacrificed a lot in terms of their personal happiness. But at the the holidays, they always kept it together. I may have said this on another episode, but they always kept it together, and I always appreciated that about about them, and I think that's why I've always looked at the the holiday season with such a, a positive look and why I've tried to capture that warmth. But as a child, you love Christmas because the anticipation of Santa Claus coming. And no matter what your religious beliefs are, many, many people believe in Santa. I still choose to believe in Santa or the concept of Santa because I just believe that it is something that is pure in nature and it is good and it there, and there's nothing wrong uh, with having a belief in something, you know, you know, something good. But as a kid, you're, of course, excited about presents and you're excited about the idea of Santa coming to your house. And every child has to feel that. Unfortunately for a lot of parents, keeping that dream alive is very difficult because in order to continue the mystifying nature of Santa and the excitement about Santa Claus, there have to be presents under the tree. And not every family is capable of providing in that way. There's a ton of single parents out there that are working two, three jobs to make ends meet. And so having additional money, um, disposable income in order to put presents under the tree is is a large ask, especially when they're trying to keep their children warm and fed. And that's above going, you know, what they need as as adults. And so Toys for Tots is a great one. I think it's probably one of the most known ones. Um, and it's it's really backed by the military is that's where it started with the U.S. Uh, Marine Corps. And why do I like it? It's because they're trying to get new presents unwrapped that they can give away and put under trees for, for needy families in this country. And I think that that is a wonderful thing. There's so many families in and around you that are struggling. And I think we, we, we assume that we would know that a family is struggling, but I don't think it's necessarily the case. I do believe that a lot of families struggle in silence and we just don't know because they choose to go out there and do what they have to do to make ends meet. And so if you are going shopping for one of your children or maybe a family member, uh, pick up an extra toy or two. Make it a kid-friendly routine. Take your kids with you and say, which toy would you like to buy for a child in need? And it's a good lesson to be learned there. Hey, we have a lot and we have a lot to be thankful for and you're going to have a good Christmas. Let's make a good Christmas for somebody else. And Toys for Tots is very, very popular and has been established by the government and the White House over the years. And so I think that's a great initiative. Uh, The Make-A-Wish Foundation is also wonderful. And that actually ties into some of the folks that I talked about in November, specifically uh, folks with ALS, but really kids with, with these diseases. 
Life life threatening diseases unfortunately hit people of all age. And I know that for me, it's very, very difficult when I see children suffering from these diseases. Uh, One of the things that has kept me away from a lot of religious backing is the idea that there is a God out there who would give a, a child cancer. And that's a different episode, and that's not meant to spark any type of controversy. It's just a personal take on my on my part. But the Make-A-Wish Foundation tries to identify these kids between, I think, two and a half and 18 who have a life-threatening illness and who have identified something in their life that would basically make their life. And it may sound trivial, the idea of making somebody's life, because we always say that's a dream come true. But for these kids... Staring in the face of mortality, staring in the face of their life being over, the idea of having their wish granted may be the best thing that happens in their life. And it also may be the last great thing that they truly experience in life. And I've heard and seen of so many great stories. And to me, the Make-A-Wish Foundation is great because it allows celebrities and people who have real stature in this community And maybe it's not the kind of stature that you want. Maybe you want politicians and other folks to have that kind of stature because they can truly make a difference. But there is something about the way that celebrities and sports figures can really make a difference by granting these wishes. I mean, I've seen stuff where kids have been allowed to you know, be announced in a wrestling event or announced at a sporting event, meeting their favorite player. You have no idea what that does to them. And no matter what happens with their disease, they're always going to have that memory. And I think that's why the Make-A-Wish Foundation is so great. Uh, So, you know, if there's any way that you can support or if you know somebody that maybe is a candidate for it, take the time to give them the information. Take the time to look up what maybe you can do to help further that initiative. And maybe, just maybe, you can make somebody's life by doing that. Uh, The other one that you see all the time around this time of year is the Salvation Army. Now, we all see that because of the red collection tins. And starting somewhere around Thanksgiving, we hear that very, very, very annoying bell being rung, usually uh, out front of grocery stores. But they do a lot of other work that I think is really, really cool. It's not just a matter of collecting money for the poor or for the needy and being able to give those donations back. I think a lot of times when we think about charity, we have seen so many stories of these charities not putting literally their money where their mouth is and that the profits are lining pockets of other folks. And we certainly don't want that. So one of the other caveats I think of this episode is I'm not necessarily endorsing the the charities that I'm talking about here. I'm merely identifying that these are doing great things. And while no charity is perfect, these are ones that I have actually seen do some good here. One thing about the Salvation Army that in a negative way that I have experienced is When you have furniture in your home that you want to donate uh, to them, they are very, very picky about the type of furniture that they will take. Uh, We had a couch that was in great condition, certainly wasn't new, and it had been used. It was was well-loved, but it was in no way unusable. It was no way dirty. And when they came to pick it up, they basically told us that it wasn't good enough because they didn't have the resources to put it out for sale and make it clean as they thought it was dirty. In my mind, you are a charity that is helping people in need and to be picky about those items is a little bit off-putting. So that particular part of Salvation Army is a little off-putting. So just be careful on that one. But some of the initiatives that they have that I think are are absolutely wonderful. Uh, The Angel Tree Program, which is kind of a similar vibe to Toys for Tots. They're trying to find toys and make sure that there are toys under the trees for these kids. Uh, There's also the Grocery and Food Assistance, which is obviously a great thing this time of year. It's not just about having presents. It's about food. 
It's about being warm and fed. And there are so many people across the country that are doing everything that they can to have all the resources and they just don't have it. And they do a lot of good work there. One that I really, really like is Bill Pay Assistance. I actually think this is something that I wish more charities would would take on because I don't think that a lot of people realize how these bills can add up and how a lot of the pressure about providing comes down to paying all the bills and paying them on time. And I think that there's a lot of things that get missed or, or lost there. So I love that they're doing that. And of course, they do a lot of events these time of year to do collections and to spread awareness about ways that you can help. And I really, really like that. One more that I think is really awesome is more specific toward military. And I think it's the Christmas Spirit Foundation. And this is the one that's usually usually associated with uh, Trees for Troops. And why do I mention that one? Well, because we talked about Toys for Tots and how Toys for Tots is a military initiative from the Marine Corps and how they are helping you know children have presents under the tree. But I think a lot of times our military gets forgotten and not necessarily the troops. I think we do a lot to recognize what the troops do for us and what the troops sacrifice. But they, in many cases, have families. And a lot of times those families get left behind, especially of deployed men and women who are out there. And they're left at, at, at this time of year where it's about family, it's about gathering, and they don't have their loved one. And sometimes it is very, very difficult to be able to put on a full holiday season without your better half with you. I've seen it in my family, having had uh, relatives deployed and knowing what it's like for the kids, knowing what it's like for the spouse that's left behind. And I can certainly understand the stress of just trying to keep everything together while your partner is deployed and out fighting for this country and all the struggles that go along with that. So this is a great program because it's identifying those families and trying to help the military families uh, have a good Christmas this time of year, taking a lot of the work out of their hands and a lot of the stress of trying to figure out, hey, how do I put up lights? Do I get a tree? And I think that this is a really great initiative because there are a lot of ways that we can help others. And I think about this. I saw something on the internet about uh, some neighborhood in Minnesota. A neighbor was offended at somebody's light display because they felt like the light display was actually pointing out the division and basically highlighting how there are a lot of folks who can't uh, put up light displays and celebrate Christmas. But it got me to thinking and actually it was something that my wife said is, well, why are we not starting initiatives where we are collecting a light, uh, you know, a strand of lights here, a decoration here or there that you don't want and using those to maybe give back so that people can have a you know have a christmas and decorate and so forth and i think that's a great thing and i think that what the christmas spirit foundation and trees for troops is doing is sort of along those lines and i really really like that these are just a few ways that you can help and i think if you go on the internet and you google christmas charities or december charities you're going to find a lot of charities that can really do a lot of good. And I think that is the point of this episode. This is the month of giving. And yes, we're going to find gifts that we are going to give to loved ones. We are going to find gifts that would be great for mom, great for dad, great for your cousin, whoever it is. And there is a lot of joy that comes from giving a gift. But a gift can come in many different ways. And I think that that is the point here. Think about the ways in which you can give a gift that maybe is not material, that maybe doesn't go to somebody that you know, that somebody you love directly. Perhaps it goes toward your community. Perhaps it goes toward furthering a larger idea, helping our fellow human being. It's something that I think we are getting away from so, so often, and it doesn't have anything to do with a holiday. It doesn't have anything to do with a political leaning. I just think that somehow we have become more and more selfish. And this December, every single one of you, I strive for you to reach out and help somebody. It doesn't have to be a large gesture. It can help one person or it can help five people. It doesn't matter. It's the the fact that you are going out and helping. 
So whether it's one of the charities that I've laid out or another charity that you always give to, it doesn't matter. There's a lot of people hurting this time of year. There's a lot of people who are praying for what you have, right? Wishing that they had what you had. And I'm sure that you could look at your life and think, man, my life stinks in so many ways, but you probably have it better than so many people. And this is the time to try and rectify that one person, one family at a time. And that's what I'm asking of you this Christmas. So the rest of the month, we're going to focus on fun stuff. We're going to talk about Christmas music. We're going to talk about Christmas movies. And at the end of the month or right around Christmas, I'm going to do what I did in in November. And I'm going to give you a little bit of a peek behind the curtain into what Christmas is like for Maddie Ice. But first, I want to thank everybody for listening. This year has been awesome. We have a few more episodes to go. And I'm going to continue to bring the same energy that I always bring to the table because it means a lot for me to be able to bring this content to you. But connect with me in the ways that I mentioned at the beginning of the show. Stay safe out there. Make sure to hug your loved ones this time of year. Enjoy the holiday season because, again, it may be our last and it's best to enjoy it in every way possible by giving back to our families and giving back to our communities. So stay stay safe, everybody, and I will talk to you next week. Peace. The opinions and viewpoints expressed on the Soulfully Casual podcast are those of Matty Ice and not necessarily those of the Matty Ice Media Network. The Soulfully Casual podcast is exclusively owned by Matty Ice and is brought to you by the Matty Ice Media Network.